0: what is going on guys welcome back to another episode of talking halos i'm your host today jared tims and i'm joined alongside my co-host my partner in crime nate green nate how you doing doing well jared how about you buddy getting closer Getting a little bit closer, that is for sure. This world baseball classic has just been fantastic, by the way. Absolutely. Absolutely love it. Love everything about it. The early, I get I get 10 o'clock games. You get nine o'clock games. Um, all the way. Let's see. I stayed up till eleven, eleven thirty watching that USA game. Uh I think it was ten
1: o'clock last night, yeah. For me. Yeah. It's
0: been it's been fun. Patrick Sandoval looked uh, looked pretty dang good against a very, very good lineup there. Yep. Mike Trout looks like Mike Trout. 250, 500, was he slugging six, I think you said, 660. So that's uh, Mike Trout S for sure. With all that being said, I had stuff that we were going to talk about. We were talking Reed Detmers, and then, of course, something popped into my head. I had to ask somebody a question. They said, sure, I'll jump on the podcast with you. So we can't talk about Reed Detmers tonight. Is that okay with you? Because I know we want to talk Detmers. Yeah, yeah. I know we're, we're uh, good to
1: wait, but I'm excited to talk Reed Demers.
0: Me too, me too. Especially with our guests we will uh, will be will be jumping on with us here in the next couple of days. Excited to talk a little Reed Demers with him. So, Nate didn't have too much to talk about other than Jordan Adams. I know you want to talk about Jordan Adams. Angels made two cuts so far. Jordan Adams is not on that list. Everybody's talking about uh, Mickey Moniak. And everybody's talking about Joe Adele and Brett Phillips. And nobody is talking about Jordan Adams. Do you think he can win a spot? I mean, uh, oh, it's it's an interesting question to bring up. I don't think anybody's really thought about it yet, but his he's had a nice spring. I know we don't like spring numbers or anything like that, but uh but I I sent this to our our friend, Taylor Blake Ward. I know I asked you a question. I want to keep going here though. Um, (laughs) uh, I I sent it to Taylor Blake Ward and he sent me a video and I stopped it at, at like his peak swing and he looks very powerful now. You know how he, he never, he, we, I mean, covered him his entire career as an angel and he's never looked like powerful. He's always done it off pure athletic ability and everything like that. But this year, if you, if any of you listen to this podcast and slow down his swing side angle or anything like that, right at contact, it is extremely powerful. And, and that's one thing that's been missing for him. Like he's at the moment with what he brings to the table, like he's probably better than Brett Phillips on, on both hitting and defensively. I mean, he's a pretty damn special defender. Um, Brett Phillips is as well. Stupid athletes, 80 grade speed. One of the fastest players in baseball when he's when he's there
1: that's Uh, jordan adams not brett phillips yeah jordan
0: Adams. i mean brett phillips is a damn good defender as well um but um oh man dude it's it's something that nobody's brought up yet and and you brought it up and I i want to talk about it so give me your thoughts here man
1: so i i'm a big jordan adams fan i i love jordan adams the problem is for me, and it's it goes back to the Mickey Moniac question I asked you on Sunday night. Do you think that Jordan Adams can be an everyday outfielder in the future? I think he still can be, especially if you give him a full year to play in Double A, uh, or at least to start in Double A, and and we can move him up as as the year progresses. You know, if he if he continues to rake, he can go to Triple A. Continues to rake, then maybe he finds himself in the big leagues with an injury or something or trade deadline or, or whatever. But he, I, I don't want to stunt his growth because he is, he has grown every single year. Like you see something change every single year for him to get better. Um, like part of it was just him, being professional at bats. You know, part of it was just him getting used to facing this kind of pitching. Part of this was it for him. And you mentioned this all the time. He's a football and a baseball guy. He showed up late with baseball. Um, he was primarily a football guy. He had four, a scholarship.
0: Four-star four star commit or four-star. Yeah, NC State, game. I believe, right? Uh, yeah. We won't, no, not NC State, North Carolina. The yeah, uh, yeah,
1: Yes. Carolina. UNC. We'll, don't, don't, yeah. don't UNC. say don't mess that up. He's, yeah, not, no. he's not an NC State guy at all. No, no, no. Um, but yeah, so he he's a really, really good athlete. And so for him, it was just like, can he catch up with all these guys who have been playing uh, baseball nonstop their entire lives? And I think he's finally gotten to that point where he is like caught up to everyone. I'm not going to say he's like there, like he's a for sure big leaguer, but he is caught up with everyone where it's like, hey, he, he looks like everyone else. It looks like he's gotten enough reps. He's dedicated himself to just baseball. And he looks like he could be, a a starter on this Angels roster in in the next year or two. So for me, I, I I would love for Jordan Adams to be on this roster. I just think that let's put him in center field. Let's let him absolutely show that he can hit. Because I think the biggest thing for him too, and you mentioned like the 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 power. The biggest thing for me is the strikeout numbers. Like, can he cut those numbers? Can he put the ball in play? He is one of the fastest guys in baseball. If he were to make the big leagues, he'd be one of the fastest guys in baseball. So if he can put more contact on the baseball and show some power, like we're going to ask him to hit 25 bombs. Like if he can, if he can hit 10, 15 bombs in double AAA and, and show that he's going to hit, you know, two ninety and and not really strike out, just put the ball in play. Good things are going to happen when you're that fast. So if he can show that he's the guy to move trout to a corner, I know everyone thought it was going to be Marsh or Adele, Adams is the guy to move Trout to a corner because Adams is such a special talent in center field, and if he can prove that he can hit like he's showing right now, that dude is going to be, hopefully, Byron Buxton. Like that's that's always what you dream on is like a guy like that who's just a stupid athlete, got some really good power, and um, gonna play superstar defense. And if that's what he is, I- I'm super happy. So, I would personally. I would love to see him in the major leagues just because I'm a big Jordan Adams fan, but for him long-term, I think it's better for him to start in double-A prove that he can rake down there. Cause you saw it at times in double-A last year, right? You saw like maybe a week or two where you're like, Oh man, like he might've turned a corner here. And then the next week it was like, eh. you know, he's kind of his old self. So like that, that's the kind of thing I want to see from him is consistency in his at bats in double-A and then move up to triple-A and show consistency there. And yeah, I, I think more upside in him than Moniac and Adele. My personal opinion. I know I'm getting carried away because I'm a big Jordan Adams fan, but I think there's more upside, especially as a starter, like Adele, you know, we've seen him defensively. He needs to get better there. We've seen him offensively. He needs to show consistent at bats. Uh, Moniac, like he's been given opportunities, hasn't really been able to do anything. So, Adams is that guy who, if he can put it together, he's still young enough where he can really turn some heads this year in the minor leagues and be like a for sure dude in the big leagues next year and move Trout to a corner. And now all of a sudden, Renfro goes, you give him a qualifying offer, and now you're getting a draft pick out of Hunter Renfro. Trout moves to right, you have Adams in center, you have Warden left, and it's like, wow, this outfield's great, and you're getting another draft pick. Which means more money, which means you can over overpay in the first round. You can overpay in the second round, and now it's just really going to help that farm system even more. Just continue to develop. So, there's a lot of really good things about that.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, and and you mentioned it right off the uh, right off the bat here. The strikeout numbers, uh, getting close to thirty percent. Honestly, you look at it, and this could have a lot to do with the raw athleticism. It could also have to do with the changing.
1: Seven uh, times they've changed his swing in the last three years.
0: Yeah, they've changed his swing a lot. And it doesn't help that he went from Epler, who teaches his one thing, which is very, very much so, I'd say, driveline, if yep. if that makes sense for hitters. You it's know, it's very, pull very the ball, what Perry hit the teaches. ball. Yeah, pull the ball, hit the ball in the air, where Perry teaches. Perry and staff, should I say? It's not Perry. You know, Epler and staff, Perry and staff. But uh, Perry and staff are more the contact-oriented you know, they're still going to strike out a lot, but, you know, that's part of the game right now. But more contact-oriented and more of that big athletic, like, let's see if we can find raw guys to power. hit power. Yes. Yeah, and we've power. seen that in drafts with, I mean, just to name one person, Joe Stewart's a fantastic example yeah. of that, um, just right off the bat. And and, and, and
1: now you're, you're adding another change in philosophy. Like, this year – what have you heard the number one thing? And it should have been this for a long time. And I don't think it really was, but the, the big hitting philosophy change is hit exactly. the fastball, be on time to the fastball, attack the fastball. And that's another really change because I think when you're, when you're thinking the way that that guys hit, especially when you're trying to hit balls out of the yard, you're looking for mistakes. So you're looking for the hanging breaking ball. You're looking for that fastball that's out over the middle of the plate. And sometimes you can start to guess because that's the way that that hitters can be successful in those type of environments. It's like, okay, I've been given all this data on this pitcher. I'm going to guess to make sure I'm going to guess that I'm right on this pitch and I'm going to sell out because if I am right, I'm hitting the ball of the yard. If I'm wrong, I'm swinging through this. I'm going to look bad. And so now you're starting to see that change in philosophy again, to be on time to the fastball, adjust to everything else. And every and, and you're going to be successful. And I I think that's what I've been really upset about watching some minor league guys. Is it's like if you can't be on time to the fastball in the minor leagues, how are you going to be on time to the fastball in the major leagues? And I I see Marcus Tim's doing that, and I'm super excited with what he's bringing over from Miami. He's bringing over a couple guys with him who are preaching the same things. It's like be on time to the fastball, attack the fastball. And then we can go off that, you know, if, if they hang a breaker, you can still swing it. And you know, if, they, if they're going to throw a really good breaking ball, so let's not chase it and, and swing at bad pitches. So I'm really excited with what I see out of Tim's. And I, I think that Marcus Tim's, not you. And, uh, and, and I think it's really going to help Jordan Adams too, because like it simplifies the approach instead of like, Oh, I got to find a, I got to find a mistake. And now you're thinking like, Oh, is this pitch a mistake? Is this pitch a mistake? It's like, no, Just be on time to the fastball, get the foot down, get on time to the fastball. And if it spins, take it. If it's a fastball, drive it to a gap and and just run for days. And so I'm really, really excited with that. And I think that's really helped Jordan Adams because, you know, he's probably a smart kid. He's he's probably overthinking a little bit with it. And now it's like, hey, just hit the fastball and move on. So I'm excited.
0: Yeah, absolutely. To answer a couple questions that you asked along your rant, um, 2020 upside. Right. I mean, 20, probably more than yeah. that. 20, oh, 20 well, probably
1: 20 bombs in like 20, 40 30, bags, yeah. maybe even 50 bags with the new rules. Yeah. yeah. And I know yeah. you're going to be like, Oh, you're getting a little carried away, but I think he could easily steal 50 bags. Stupid
0: fast. I mean, I think last year combined, I pulled up his stats and let me get to stolen bases here. He stole close to 40 bases last year. Anyways, 35, was it? Um, Yeah. Between, I mean, let's and see, he wasn't 18. getting on
1: base a lot in high a
0: no, no, not at all. I mean eighteen. So the fact that he's
1: able to steal that many bases and he wasn't really a thirty three threat bombs. offensively is ridiculous. So if if this change in philosophy can make him a threat offensively, he could hit twenty bombs and steal fifty bags. He could be what Buxton is. You know, like eventually you you a would hel- like him to be a, you would you would like him to be a little bit more um More contact, less swing and miss, and less power, because Buxton seems to be the guy who's going for 30 and 30, trying to hit bombs, and if he hits 215, he hits 215. So if Adams can sit at that 270, 280 range and hit 15 to 20 and steal 40, 50 bags... He could be the Angels leadoff guy that we've been waiting for for a long time. He could be that, you know, there are so many different spots in the order that you could play with him where it's like, hey, put him seven, put him nine, put him one, put him, you know, like all these different places where it could really set up um, some different guys. So I'm excited for him. I would like him to get one more year down there, and I think you'll get a lot of answered questions this year if he can play or if he can't because if he can hit this year in double-A and triple-A, The dude's going to hit the bigs. But if he struggles again, then it's like you might be Brett Phillips.
0: No, you want to know the comp for him?
1: Go ahead. Give me your comp. David Fletcher. If he can't hit?
0: Yeah. Right? Really good defender.
1: Well, I said Brett Phillips, but yeah.
0: No, he's not as bad of a hit. Like David Fletcher. David Fletcher is a slightly below average league hitter. He's a 90 WRC plus guy in his career. He's not Brett Phillips. who's like a 50. You know, and Brett Phillips is a better defender than David Fletcher. Right. Like, I think that, I think that, I think that Jordan Adams. Phil- yeah. Elite. So
1: Brett Phillips, that's what I was going for. is like Adams could be that 60 WRC plus and that also elite defender with elite. good speed. Leave Soto. Huh? Leave Soto. Yeah, basically. But like high upside, you know, you're looking at a guy who could put up a 120 WRC plus because now it's like be on time to the fastball. Start start attacking that. You can take more walks, which I think is another big thing that they're talking about. It's like, it's okay to walk. And I wish they could get in David Fletcher's head and be like, bro, I love that you don't strike out. But if you strike out you know don't, four i don't change, five, i don't
0: want to change what's working though like i'm fine with what not david working. fletcher he's, he's I, i'm a, fine with a a a- a no, for me press. i'm fine with what david fletcher brings to the table like he's not a power hitter he's a i'm not asking player.
1: for him to be a power hitter no i know he could definitely take more
0: pitches though like exactly yes. what like the billy bean thing like yeah like, take more pitches type it's thing.
1: okay to walk Yeah. like i i'm okay with him yeah. striking out 10% of the time cuz he's he's striking out 5% of the time or something ridiculous like i'm okay with that going going up to like 10, 12, 13%. If he's going to walk, instead of walking 4% of the time, it's like, hey, I'm walking 10% of the time. Now his 0 for 10 is, hey, I sprinkled in, you know, one or two walks. That still gives us a chance to score some runs, and that still gives us a chance to get the lineup going again and get us back to Trout, get us back to Otani, get us back to Rendon. But if he's going to continue to be like, oh, I'd rather make, you know, weak contact and and strike and not strike okay. out, then it's like, it just ruins the whole flow of the lineup. So yes, I understand what you're saying. Sorry. We went off on a tangent with, with David Fletcher, but to get back to Jordan Adams, yes, he could be a superstar. Let him develop, give him time in double a to prove that he can play. And then, you know, if Moniac or if Adele or if Phillips has to play, you know, I'm still going to plug the, the uh, Jake Lamb, for you, he, he's still a possibility. Like I, I'm not gonna give up on Jake Lamb. I I think he's put together some really good professional at bats and from the left side, which if we're gonna win the platoons, right? You got you need a lefty who can swing it off the bench. Um, and that's what he's gonna be. He's gonna be a lefty who can swing it off the bench, can play every position except for shortstop in center field, basically. So I know you're getting upset with me, but you you know I'm not
0: I wanna get back to I wanna get back to Jordan Adams. I got more, I got more stuff on him real quick. I mean, okay. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. We've talked about all these guys before, yep, right? Yep. Like we would, I don't I don't want to beat the bush. Jordan Adams. We haven't talked about him yet, right? I
1: know, I know, I know. We got plenty love of time him. to talk
0: about these other guys. I absolutely guys. love him. Jordan Adams?
1: Yeah. Me too. Huge, huge Jordan Adams fan. Me too.
0: And, and I'd feel I'd feel you know bad if I didn't say fantastic family as well. Yep. Uh, love love the family. Uh of um, course. Supporters. So with that being said to answer another one of your questions yes off the bat could totally be byron buxton i know that there's some people that never like that comp i'm not gonna call those people out that was the first comp that was ever given to me and i like it i'm gonna stick with it there's always the chance for that to happen and he's been Who proving loves that
1: love center fielder with <laughs> power and speed darn it i would hate to have that yeah
0: yeah right with with that being said I don't think he moves Trout out of center field next year. I think Trout still wants to play there. I know it's not the best thing. I know Mike Trout gets better if you put him at a corner spot. I know Mike Trout is Mike freaking Trout, but that's that's fine. I think I think well, I think, I think Adams it depends
1: would, on how the season goes too. Yeah, well, Mike... I also
0: think that I think that Jordan Adams would play that would play that Brandon Marsh role next year, where it's like ah, oh, you can play all three outfield positions. You know, in a sense, I, I, I think that that's kind of where he ends up lying if
1: mike Um, plays 70 to 80 games this year because he gets hurt they're going to move him to a corner if he plays 120 he can play center field all he wants but if he's gonna play yeah yeah, if he gets hurt and plays 70 to 80 and we see jordan adams absolutely go off in double a and triple a it's like hey Sorry, Mike. Like we love you, but you're you gotta slide over to a corner. We got this kid who is unbelievable in center field. Uh, We can take some pressure off of you, let you just absolutely rake, play 140 games, and this dude can you know just go around and catch everything. So, I, I do agree with you that he doesn't necessarily move him off, but we do have to see how many games Mike plays.
0: Yeah. Yes. And then final thought. No, I don't. Don't think he makes the line. The opening day roster. I just wanted to throw this question out there because I thought it was interesting. And we also just talked about it for like twenty minutes. So yep. there was that's good.
1: No, yeah. I, I love Jordan Adams. I, I think he's a really, really good player. He's a special kid huh? and he has a shot to be a really, really special player. So I, I don't think that this was a waste of time just because nope. it gives more time to, to talk about who we could be. So
0: yeah. Late develop late developer. We knew this was going to be the case. You mentioned already with football and everything. Yep. Um not playing baseball full time until signing with the angels so with all that being said thank you so much for listening to this podcast here at talking halos you can follow us on all our social medias you can follow myself on twitter jr underscore tim's nate at nate green 34 guys thank you so much for listening have a great rest of your day